0: Hello and welcome to Battle Ready with Missy Armstrong. We are going to prepare ourselves for battle by learning about the characters in the Bible, learning about their victories and their defeats. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hello. Welcome, my name is Missy Armstrong and if it's your first time here, hi, we're so happy that you're listening and we hope you get a lot out of the lesson today. If this is not your first time, welcome, hello and welcome. If you've listened before, hi, I'm so glad to have you back and if this is your first time listening, so happy to have you here and we will be talking about Moses today. Yeah, we talked about Moses last week and we got basically through the burning bush and he uh and Aaron met up and now we are going to talk about the plagues today. This is a lot of uh bible to cover in one time, but I'm really going to try to cover it pretty well. And so if you're ready, then we will get right on in there and we will start in Exodus five. And we'll basically be reading Exodus five, one through nine, Exodus six, one through twelve, and chapters seven through eleven. So it is pretty intense. But it is a really great story. And um I hope that you like, listen and learn something from it. So, let's get started. Uh, in Matthew, or Matthew, Exodus 5, 1-9. After Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and said, This is what the Lord God of Israel says. Let my people go so that they may hold a festival to me in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I should obey him and let Israel go? I do not know this Lord, and I will not let Israel go. So they said, The God of the Hebrews has met with us. Now let us take a three-day journey into the wilderness to offer sacrifices to the Lord our God, or he may strike us with plagues or this with the sword. But the king of Egypt said, Moses and Aaron, why are you talking, or taking the people away from their labor go back to your work then Pharaoh said look the people of Israel are now numerous and are stopping and you are stopping them from working that same day excuse me uh, that same day Pharaoh gave the orders to the slave drivers and the overseers in charge of the people you are no longer to supply the people with straw making bricks let them go and gather their own straw but require them to make the same number of bricks as before do not reduce the quota they are lazy this is why they are crying out let us go and sacrifice to our God make the work harder for the people so that they will keep working and pay no attention to these lies Genesis 6 1 through 12 Then the Lord God said to Moses. Now you will see. What I will do to Pharaoh. Because my. Uh, because of my mighty hand. He will let them go. Because of my mighty hand. He will drive them out of this country. God also said. To Moses I am the Lord. I, I appear to Abraham. To Isaac and to Jacob. As God Almighty. But my. But. By my name, the Lord did not make himself fully known to them. I also established my covenant with them, and then to give them the land of Canaan, where they resided as foreigners. Moreover, I have heard the groaning of the Israelites from the Egyptians they that are enslaving them, and I have remembered my covenant. Therefore, say to the Israelites, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out of, out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. I will free you from, the, from being slaves to them, and I will redeem you with my outstretched hand and with the mighty acts of judgment. I will take you as my own people, and I will be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God you who who brought you from under the yoke of the egyptians i will bring you to the land that i swore with uplifted hand to give to abraham to isaac and to jacob i will give it to you as a possession i am the lord moses reported this to the israelites but they did not listen to him because of their discouragement from the harsh labor then the lord said to moses go to pharaoh king of egypt to let and tell them tell him to let the israelites go out of his country but moses said to the lord if the israelites have not listened to me why would the pharaoh listen to me since i speak with flattering lips chapter seven then the lord said to moses see i have made you like a god to pharaoh and your brother aaron like a prophet you are to say everything I command you to and your brother is to tell Pharaoh to let the Israelites go from his country but I will harden Pharaoh's heart and though I multiply the signs and wonders in Egypt he will not listen to you then I will lay my hand on Egypt with mighty acts of judgment and I will bring out divisions my I will bring out my divisions, my people, the Israelites and the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. When I outstretch my hand against Egypt and bring the Israelites out of it. Moses and Aaron did just as the Lord commanded. Then Moses was 80 years old and Aaron was 63 or 83 when they spoke to Pharaoh the Lord said to Moses and Aaron when Pharaoh says to you perform a miracle then say to Aaron to make to take your staff throw it down before Pharaoh and it will become a stake and so Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and did just as the Lord commanded Aaron threw down his staff in front of Pharaoh and his officials and it became a snake pharaoh then summoned his wise men and sorcerers and the egyptian magicians egyptian magicians did also the same things by the sacred arts each threw down his staff and it became a a snake but aaron's staff swallowed all the other staffs then pharaoh's heart became hard and he would not listen to them, just as the Lord said he would. Then the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh's heart is unwielding, he refuses to let the people go. Then Moses said or then the Lord said to Moses, Go to the Pharaoh in the morning as he goes out to the river. Confront him on the banks of the Nile, and take your hand and your staff that changed into a stake. Then say to him, The Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has sent me to say to you, Let my people go, so that they may worship me in the wilderness. But until now you have not listened. This is what the Lord says, By this you know that I am the Lord. With the staff that is in your hand, I will strike the water of the Nile, and it will be changed into blood. The fish of the Nile will die, and the river will stink. The Egyptians will not be able to drink its water. The Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron to take your staff, stretch it out over your hand, over the waters of Egypt, until over the streams and the canals, over the ponds and the reservoirs, and they will all turn to blood. Blood will be everywhere in Egypt, even the vessels of wood and stone. Aaron and Moses did just as God commanded and he raised his staff in the presence of Pharaoh and the officials and struck the water of the Nile and the water was changed into blood the fish in the Nile died and the rivers swe- smelled so bad Egyptians could not drink its water blood was everywhere in Egypt But the Egyptian magicians did the same things by their their secret arts. But Pharaoh's heart had become hard, and he would not listen to Moses or Aaron. And just as the Lord said, instead, he turned and he went into the palace and did not take this to heart. All the Egyptians dug along the the Nile to get drinking water because they could not drink the water of the river. 7 days passed after the Lord struck the Nile. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go to Pharaoh. Say to him, This is what the Lord says. Let my people go so that they may worship me. If you refuse to let them go, I will send a plague of frogs on your whole country. The Nile will teem with frogs, and they will come up into your palace, and into your bedroom, and into your bed, into the houses of your officials, and other people, into the ovens and the kneading troughs the frogs will come up on you and your your people all of your officials then the Lord said to Moses tell Aaron to stretch his hand with your staff over the streams and the canals and ponds and make frogs come out into the land of Egypt so Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt and the frogs came and covered the land. But the Egyptians did the same things with their secret arts. But they also made frogs come into the land of Egypt. Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and said, Pray to your Lord and make these frogs go away from me and my people, and I will let your people go and make sacrifices. Moses said to Pharaoh, I leave to you the honor of setting the time for me to pray for you and your officials, and your people, that you and your houses may be rid of these frogs, except for those that remain in the Nile. Tomorrow, Pharaoh said, Moses replied, It will be as you say, so that you may know that there is no one like the Lord our God, and the frogs will leave and your, you and your houses and your officials and your people, and they will remain in the Nile. After Moses and Aaron left Pharaoh, Moses cried out to the Lord, and the frogs that had that had brought on the, <laughs> about the frogs that he had brought on Pharaoh, and the Lord did what Moses asked, and the frogs died in the houses, and in the courtyards, and in the fields, and they were piled up in heaps, and the lands reeked with them. But when Pharaoh saw that there was relief, he hardened his heart again and did not listen to Moses and Aaron just as he had said. Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron to stretch out his staff and strike the dust on the ground. And throughout the land of Egypt, the dust will become gnats. And they they did this. And when Aaron stretched out his staff and struck the dust uh, of the ground, gnats came on the people and the animals. And all the dust throughout the land of Egypt became gnats. But when the magicians tried to produce gnats in their secret arts, they could not. Since the gnats were on the people and the animals everywhere, the magicians said to Pharaoh, This is the finger of God. But Pharaoh's heart was hard, and he did not listen, just as the Lord said. Then the Lord told Moses to get up early in the morning and confront Pharaoh as he goes to the river and say to him, This is what the Lord says, Let my people go. Show that they may worship me. If you do not do this, I will send a swarm of flies and on you and your officials and your people and their houses, and the houses of the Egyptian will be full of flies, even the ground will be covered with them. But that day, I will. But on that day, I will deal differently with the land of Goshen where my people live. No swarms of flies will be there, so that you will know that I am the Lord. I am in this land. I will make a distinction between the peop- my people and your people. This sign will occur tomorrow. And the Lord did this. Dense swarms of flies poured over Pharaoh's palace and the houses of the officials throughout Egypt. Oh, excuse me. Uh, throughout egypt Uh, the land was ruined by flies then pharaoh summoned moses and aaron and said go sacrifice to your god here in this land but moses says that would not be right the sacrifices we offer the lord our god would be detestable to the egyptians and if we offer sacrifices that are detestable in their eyes they will will they not stone us we must take a three-day journey into the wilderness to offer sacrifices to our God as he commanded us Pharaoh said I will let you go to offer sacrifices to your Lord in the wilderness but you must not go very far now pray for me Moses answered as soon as I leave you I will pray on the Lord and tomorrow the flies will leave your Pharaoh and his officials and his people, only let the Pharaoh be sure he does not act de- deceitfully again, but by not letting the people go to offer sacrifices to the Lord. Then Moses left, and Pharaoh left Pharaoh and prayed to the Lord, and the Lord did what Moses asked: the flies left of Pharaoh and his officials and his people not a fly remained but this time so Pharaoh hardened his heart and would not let his people go the Lord the Lord said to Moses go to Pharaoh and say to him this is what the Lord the God of Israel says let my people go so that they may worship me If you refuse to let them go and continue to hold them back, the hand of the Lord will bring a terrible plague on your livestock in the field, on your horses, your donkeys, your camels, and your cattle, your sheep, your goats. But the Lord will make a distinction between the livestock of Israel and that of Egypt, so that no animal belonging to Israel will die. The Lord set a time and said, Tomorrow the Lord will do this in the land. And the next day the Lord did. All the livestock of the Egyptians died. All, Not one animal belonging to the Israelites died. And Pharaoh in, in, oh, excuse me, investigated and found that not even one of the animals of the Israelites had died. Yet his heart was still unyielding. And he did not let them go. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Take handfuls of soot from the furnace and have Moses toss it into the air in the presence of Pharaoh. It will become a fine dust. And the whole land of Egypt will have festering bulls. And will break out on all of the people and the animals throughout the land. So they took some soot from the fireplace and stood before Pharaoh. Moses tossed it in the air. And festering bulls broke out amongst the people and the animals. The magicians could not stand before Moses because of their bulls boils that were on them and on all egyptians but the lord hardened pharaoh's heart and he would not listen to moses or aaron just as the lord said to moses then the lord said to moses get up early in the morning confront pharaoh and say to him this is what the lord the god of the hebrews says let my people go so that they may worship me or this time I will send the full force of the plagues against you and against your officials and your people so that you may know that there was no one like me on earth. For by now I could have stretched out my hands and struck you and your people with a plague that would have wiped, out, wiped you off the earth. But I have raised you up for this purpose that I might show you the power And that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. But you still set yourself against my people, and you will not let them go. Therefore, at this time tomorrow, I will send the worst hailstorm that has ever fallen befallen Egypt. From the day it is it was founded until now, give an order now to bring your livestock and everything you have in the field. To a place of shelter, because the hail will fall, and every person and animal that has not been brought in or is still out in the field, they will die. Then the officials and Pharaoh, who f- feared the word of the Lord, hurried and brought their slaves and their livestock inside. But those who ignored the word of God, the Lord left their slaves and the livestock in the field. Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch your hand. ...towards the sky... ...so that hell may fall all over Egypt... ...on the people and animals... ...and on everything growing in the field in Egypt... ...when Moses stretched his hand... ...out with his staff... the sky, ...to the sky... ...the Lord sent thunder and hell... ...and lightning flashed... ...down to the ground... ...so that the Lord rained hell over all of Egypt... ...hell fell... ...light... But <laughs> ...lightning flashed... ...back and forth... It was the worst hell storm the land of Egypt had ever seen since it became a nation. Throughout Egypt, hell struck everything in the fields, both people and animals. It beat down everything growing in the fields and stripped every tree. The only place it did not hail was the land of Goshen, where the Israelites were. Then Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron. This time I have sinned, he said to them. The Lord is the is in the right and I and my people are wrong pray to your God so that we can have enough of this thunder in hell I will let you go you do not have to stay any longer Moses replied then I have when I have gone out of the city I will spread my hands in prayer and the Lord to the Lord and the thunder will stop and there will be no more hell so that you may know that the Lord of the, the Lord has the power over the earth. But I know that you and your officials still do not fear the Lord God. Then Moses left Pharaoh and went out of the city, spread out his hands towards the Lord. And the thunder and hell stopped and the rain no longer poured on the land. Then Pharaoh saw that the rain and hell and thunder had stopped. And he sinned again. He and his officials hardened their hearts. So Pharaoh's heart was hard. And he would not let the Israelites go. Just as the Lord had said to Moses. Then the Lord said to Moses. Go to Pharaoh. For I have hardened the hearts. Of his officials. So that I may perform these signs. Of mine among them. That they. May tell your children and your grandchildren how I dealt harshly with the Egyptians, and how I performed signs among them, and that they know that I am the Lord. So Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and said to them, This is what the Lord God of the Hebrews says, How long will you refuse to humble yourself before me? Let my people go so that they may worship me. And if you refuse to let them go, I will bring locusts on your country tomorrow, and they will cover the face of the ground so that it cannot be seen, and they will devour every little thing that was left after the hell, including every tree that is growing in your fields. They will fill your houses and those of all your officials and all the Egyptians, something never, neither your parents, nor your ancestors have ever seen. From the day they settled in this land till now. And then Moses turned and left Pharaoh. Pharaoh's official said to me. How long will this man be a, smear, a snare to us? Let the people go. So that they can worship the Lord their God. Do you not realize that Egypt Egypt is ruined? But Moses and Aaron were brought to, back to Pharaoh. Go and worship your God. But let me but tell me where you're going. And Moses answered, We will go with our young and our old, with our sons and with our daughters, and with our flocks and with our herds, because we are to celebrate the festival of the Lord. And Pharaoh said, "The Lord be with you. If if I let you go along with your women and children, clearly you were you were bent on evil." No, have only the men go and worship the Lord, since that is what you have been asking for. Then Moses and Aaron were driven from the Pharaoh's presence. And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out your hand over Egypt. Let the locusts swarm over the land and devour everything growing in the fields and everything left from the hail. So Moses stretched out his staff over Egypt, and the Lord made an east wind blow across the land all day and all night the more by morning the wind was brought with locusts they invaded all of Egypt and settled down in every area of the country in great numbers never before had been in all of Egypt such a plague nor will there ever be again they covered the ground until it was black they devoured all that was left from the hill Everything growing in the fields, fruits in the trees, nothing green remained on the trees or on the plants in all of Egypt. Pharaoh quickly summoned Moses and Aaron and said to them, I have sinned against your God and against you. Forgive my sin once more and pray to your Lord and make these deadly plagues go away from me. Moses left Pharaoh, prayed to the Lord and the Lord changed the wind. And every strong west wind which caught up the locusts and carried them to the into the Red Sea, not a locust was left anywhere in Egypt but the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart and he would not let the Israelites go. When the Lord said to, then the Lord said to Moses, stretch your hand out into the sky so darkness spreads over Egypt darkness that can be felt. So Moses stretched out his hand towards the sky, and total darkness covered all over Egypt for three days. No one could see anyone else move about for three days, yet all of the Israelites had light in the places where they lived. Then Pharaoh summoned Moses, Go and worship your Lord, even your women and your children. You may go go with you, but leave your flocks and herds behind. Moses said, you must allow us to sacrifice and to have sacrifices and burnt offerings to present to the Lord our God. Our livestock is too much. It, it, excuse me. Our livestock must too go with us. Not a hoof be left behind. We have to use some of them for worshiping the Lord the, our God. And until we get there, we will not know what we are to use to worship God but the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart and he was not willing to let them go Pharaoh said to Moses get out of my sight and make sure that you do not appear again before me the day you see my face you will die just as you say Moses said I will never appear before you again and the Lord said to Moses I bring one more plague onto the onto Pharaoh and to Egypt after that he will let you go from here and he do- when he does he will drive you out of this country and after that he will let you go from here tell tell the people that the men and the women alike are to ask their neighbors for articles of silver and gold the lord made the egyptians favorably disposed disposed towards the people and Moses himself was lightly highly regarded in Egypt by the Pharaoh's officials and by other people so Moses said this is what the Lord says by midnight I will go throughout Egypt every firstborn son in Egypt will die from the firstborn son of Pharaoh who sits on the throne to the firstborn son of a female slave who is at her hand mill And the firstborn cattle, as well, there will be loud wailing throughout Egypt, worse than has ever ever before been heard, and will be again. But among the Israelites, not a dog will bark at my people or animal, when you know that the Lord has made a distinction between Egypt and Israel. All of the officials of yours will come to me bowing down before me saying go you and all of your people who follow you after that I will leave then Moses in hot anger left Pharaoh the Lord said to Moses Pharaoh will refuse to listen to you so that my wonders may be multiplied in Egypt Moses and Aaron performed all of these wonders before Pharaoh but Pharaoh's but the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he will not let the people leave the country after receiving <laughs> So Okay. The Lord said to Moses, Consecrate Be to every firstborn male the firstborn offspring of the womb among the israelites belong to me whether animal or or human okay so these are the plagues of course of israel and i'm going to stop there from reading because i've been reading for a while but uh We know what happens next right. He asked them to do the Passover meal. In which. They kill a lamb. And they take it's blood. And put it over the door post. Of their home. And and eat the lamb. Inside the. Inside their house with their family. And anybody else. They didn't want any lamb left over. So they would ask other people that. Maybe didn't have enough family. To eat one whole lamb. To come and eat with them so that all of the lamb that needed to be consumed was consumed and this was the first Passover meal and at midnight the angel of death went through Egypt and any house that did not have the markings over the door or the blood over the door uh, he went in and took the firstborn and of course those that did he passed over those houses And went on to the next. Which of course is the reason that it is called the Passover meal. Because the angel of death death passed over the Israelites. And this is the point when Pharaoh finally is broken down enough. And God has shown him. And he lets the people go. "Um, We will get into that more next week. But they don't get very far. This is what is interesting to me. When, when studying this as an adult, uh, not learning them as a child, but as an adult when I read them, repeatedly it says that the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart. I will harden Pharaoh's heart. The Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart. It says it all the way through it. God was purposely hardening Pharaoh's heart to prove who he was. Right, he purposely allowed Pharaoh or made Pharaoh not want to let the people go so that he could prove who he was. And another part of the Bible reminds me of this a little bit, and that's of Lazarus and Mary Martha, where Lazarus has died at any point. Jesus could have healed Lazarus. He knew that Lazarus was sick. And still stayed there for four more days. For where he was. He didn't even have to be present. We know this. From when the centurion. uh, Comes and talks to him. And he says your faith. Has healed them. Right. So. He doesn't have to be present. To heal Lazarus. But he says. It's more or less like. If I go now, you won't learn anything. Right? He says, I have to wait so that you can see the power. And he does wait. Lazarus dies. Then they start coming back, which takes them about four days. And he has been in the tomb for four days. Even Martha says he must smell by now. Right? And Jesus is like, who you say I am? Who am I? You know. I am the resurrection and the life. Right. And then he tells Lazarus to come forth. And he does. But because. He is already dead. And has been dead for some time. It has shown God's power. On this whole situation. Like nobody could say. Oh he was just sick just in a coma no he was dead he was buried he was starting to smell so in that way he has proven proven to these people i am god right and that is what he's doing in israel right now like he is proving to pharaoh and all of the people of israel i am god and they are sh- they are sent to prove God's serious, God's powerful, and God is holy. He does this, and he says so. It's his judgment upon the fake gods of Israel. It's also to uphold his whole the honor of Israel, and so they have testimony for many generations of what happened here now as i was studying this um my son who is autistic um but he is asperger's he's highly functioning he's extremely smart and he has the thing about mythology like he, he is quite aware that it is fake he, but the stories are fascinating to him just as literature right and so he we were going through this and he starts bringing up different things and then we start noticing that there are every single flood or every single not flood every single plague represents a A member, or can be represented in a member of the false gods of Egypt, and I want you to get a little piece of paper out, or just type something up here. Okay, uh, these are the God's plagues and the false gods of Egypt that represent what God is saying he is more powerful than. Okay, so the first one is happy. Hepi. Happy? It's H-E-P-I. And then the first plague was the water of the Nile into blood. H A P I is the Egyptian god of the flooding of the Nile every year. This is obviously very very much the representation that we believed that is he is showing his power over here. The next one is the next plague is the frogs, right? And there are several... There are... There are several spellings of this one. It is either H-E-Q-E-T or H-E-K-E-T uh, H-G-T-Y-T um, but basically hequet or Heket is the egyptian goddess of fertility and it is represented she is represented as a frog or with a frog head obviously god has power over that and he you know shows his dominance over haket in uh in his invasion of the frogs. Now, the next thing that comes in some translations is the uh, is either lice or, in the translation we were reading today, is flies or gnats. Well, gnats, not flies, but gnats, and uh, that is oh, excuse me. Uh, is Jeb, G-E-B, which is believed to be the deity over all of the earth and uh, the earthly things and to prove God's dominance over Jeb, he shows that he has power to control all of the gnats, all of the, the smallest creatures to the largest creatures He has that power. And they are not going. They are not going to be able to fight him. To fight God. Even these false gods. That they have created. Now. Excuse me. The next one is. Flies. And the God that we looked at. Here is K-H-E-P-R-I, and it is p- translated into Capera, Kapir, Kahir, Kapra, Kapri, uh, it's the sp- scarab-faced one that you might see, and, uh, oh, excuse me, uh, Yeah, he, he is the God who represents everything in the rising sun, the replenishment of life, the renewal of life. Uh, and, of course, flies took over everything. He is the God of insects. That's why he has the scarab face. And, of course, God has showed him that he eh, not real uh, because he took Created all of these flies that took over everything. The next one is cattle disease, and the one that we discovered there is hestat, sat, which is a h e s t a. Asat is the is an actual goddess in form of a cow. Uh, like, she is literally a cow. Uh, she provides humanity with milk and uh, with, like, substance. You know, she has provided meat. Uh, because, of course, cows do provide meat and milk. Uh, but, Asat is obviously has no power when God has inflicted cattle disease on all of the entire you know the entire Egyptian cattle she could not protect them Uh, and next the next one we have is the boils the boils on the body nasty disease on the human at this point and Isis is the egyptian fake goddess of fertility and of healing she is the motherhood she's supposed to be the goddess of motherhood of magic of death of healing of rebirth but god is like our god the lord god of israel is like you ain't got nothing on me watch this (laughs) right and so he proves that isis has no power because isis is not real now next god presents the hailstorm, right? The nasty hailstorm like nobody's ever seen before. And this is the goddess, the god our goddess Nut and she is the goddess of the sky and the heavens. And she is supposed to of course keep though that sky and heavens above us. And, of course, here we go. God says, ah, hey, guess what? That doesn't exist. That doesn't exist. And here, I'm going to show you why. And he throws down hell like they have never seen before. So, after the hell, and God has, has the locust. And locust, while well, As a kid, we were like super excited to hear locusts and things. They are horrible to your livestock, to your lands, to everything. And... uh, So, this... This one we looked at as Set. C-E... Or S-E-T-H. Set. He was the god of thunderstorms eclipses like natural things and the goddess or the patron of the the fields and and here comes god saying let let me show you this and let me take out and throw some locusts at all of everything that you have tried to protect because you're not real, right? Then came the darkness, and this this was always cool to me when looking at this like darkness that was so dark, you couldn't see anything for three days. But then the Egyptians or the Israelites are over there just partying all day, well, partying, working. But they had light, but the Egyptians did not. And so, it says three days of darkness, of course, goes against the, my, probably one of the most famous Egyptian gods is Ra. And uh, he is the patron or the god of the sun of the heavens of power and of light. And, of course, when you turn out the lights, God says, let me show you. I will turn out the lights and prove that god, Ra the one that you're worshiping is not not going to be able to do nothing about it. Right? And so then what happens? It's the firstborn. Right? The probably most horrible of all of the plagues is the plague of the firstborns. And this is what my son and I decided was a little bit different than the others. But we did look at osiris which is the god of the underworld the god of death and then also all the other gods because none of the other gods could stop it so in these 10 plagues god has basically looked at every false deity every mythical thing mythical thing that they worshipped in egypt and said they are nothing i am everything let me show you right and he purposely purposely hardened pharaoh's heart so that he would have a chance to prove to the israelites and the egyptians i am more powerful than all of these fake things that you have created i can take every single one of these things down and sometimes we easily forget how God had no problem whatsoever, created the heavens and the earth, how God had no problem whatsoever destroying the earth almost completely with water, how we forget how He like brought a major nation, Egypt. To its knees, crippling it, crippling the nation, taking away livestock, crops, destroying like half of the land, if not more than that, to make a point that He is God. God is not a man, God is almighty, God is all powerful, God proves over and over again in the Bible. And in our lives on a daily basis. That. He is. So awesome. And can knock us down to. Our knees in a second. And sometimes he has to. Because we're not listening. Or because we're not paying attention. One thing. I've talked to a lot of people in my day. In my time. And I get so much of this. And it makes me upset every time I hear it. People will look me in the eye. And say. Why is this happening to me? Why do good things happen to people? Bad people. Why do bad things happen to good people? And my answer is always. We are not to judge. God is the one who is to judge. And knowing that God knows everything. Are you going to look me in the eye and say that God knows what you did yesterday. What you didn't do yesterday. That you should have done. What you thought about yesterday. what, How you sinned or how you didn't do what God told you to do. And he still allows you to wake up every morning. And still allows you to breathe. It is not about God giving good things to bad people. And you getting bad things. It's neither one of us deserve anything that God gives us. Neither one of us deserve God's grace. If you woke up this morning. Good thing has happened to you. You woke up. You still have the opportunity. To live a life. To save lives. To pray. To sing praises to God. To be useful to God's kingdom. Do not let God have to show you. Through the ways he showed Egypt. Or the ways that he showed the rest of the world. Besides Noah. Or the way that he showed Sodom and Gomorrah. That he is God. Look at us the miraculous things around you and realize that God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, He is still our God. He did all of these miraculous things in the Old Testament. He is still doing miraculous things every day. I'm sorry. Got a little emotional there. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) we're going to finish there. And uh we will pick up there next week, so thank you for listening. I know this has been a long one. It's just that you have you can't it's hard for me to break up the plagues into different sections and so this this one's just a little bit long, but thank you for listening. please remember to be kind to yourselves and be kind to others. Remember that. God does love you and so do I and don't get don't get pushed don't push God all the way to putting plagues or hail or floods on you okay thank you so much and we'll see you next week